Hi, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Black Boy by Joy. It's your host, Jared. DJ. (laughs) And we're back for episode five. It's so hard to believe how quickly we've gotten through this season. Um, As always, we just want to thank y'all so much. We love and appreciate y'all for all you've done. Um, We appreciate you just like, you know, liking, subscribing, telling friends, everything, you know, and just keep that same energy, um, especially. Yes. Definitely, definitely. And go ahead, sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say, you know, I think, you know, per our use, we're going to jump on fire highs and lows. Um, and I'll actually let ZJ start this time, and I'll, I guess I'll jump in next. I don't know if we... Okay. Um, so I guess I... Okay, so you already know what my low is. We'll get mm-hmm. into that yep. in a second. Um, my highs, there was one. It's escaping me. One second, one second. Okay, so I think my high is that I recently got back into creative writing. Yes, we love it. Um, Come on, creative writing. Yeah, it's been really cool. Like, so I have been as like um, as Jared knows, like just I have a lot of different creative interests, and um, mm-hmm. I kind of cycle through them. Sometimes I'm more into music. Sometimes I'm more into writing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want to just do a podcast. Um, and just recently, it's been really good to just write without having to find a way to capitalize on it or mm-hmm. try to exploit it in any kind of way. Um, this project I've been working on for years is kind of just like my place I go to when I just have, I'm super stressed and I just need escapism and I just kind of create my own world. Um, so I've been writing it and I picked it back up over the weekend and it's been really good to just dive in. Every time I pick, put it down for a little bit, live some life and pick it back up, I get um, fresh perspective on it. So it's been really good just to um, dive back in and uh, put a whole new spin on the story. Um, every time I do this, I go through this like process with it. It gets better, and I'm getting that much closer to finishing it. And I find a little bit more of my voice. And I found like this go around, I found a, a stronger voice and writing style that works for me. So um, I'm just really enjoying um, just expressing my creativity in that way. Um, we'll see where it goes. But yeah, that's my high. All right, we love to hear it. We love to hear it. Well, I would like to read it if if you allow me to, like. Offline, of course. When it is done, um, maybe we talked about it. I don't, we, if it's, I wonder if it's what we. We'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. yeah um. Any lows? And if you don't have one, you can't. You, you don't have to share it. You know. I do, but yeah, we'll talk about the low later. That's that's gonna. Okay. It's kinda, it, yeah, it's tied. Yeah, it's it's, it's tied in. Tied into the topic. Yeah. yeah. Um. For me, my highs and lows. Highs. Um, I was able to get to the beach. Um, something people don't really know about me is I love water. Um, I love swimming. I've loved swimming since I was a kid. And so um, every single summer I've tried to, like at least for the last, I'll say three years, I've tried to make my way to the beach. And so I was mm-hmm. able to make my way there today. And it just felt good just being near the water, you know, on the sand and just able to kind of like just allow my stress to just kind of like wash away. It felt really good inside. Super appreciated. Just being able to be in that space and just be able to relax and just, you know, feel like I was, you know, back within myself. Um, my lows. Um, I don't. I don't really. I'm trying to think. Like lows. I think the usual. Like you know, just the stress of life and stuff like that. There's so many different things that are going on. Um, August. Not August. I'm jumping up a month ahead. July is a particularly <laughs> busy month. 
um, trying to make some stuff happen and do different things and stuff like that. So it's going to be particularly busy and a little stressful, but, you know, it's going to happen. It all comes together. And I, I told myself that I wasn't going to allow myself to be stressed. I'm not trying to let myself be stressed for free anymore. So, you know, with that said, it is what it is. <laughs> so that's right. my highs and goals. Cool. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. You should try to find a way to get to the beach. Like, do they have nice beaches where you, where you are? Um, yes. I don't want to say yes or no, because I don't know the beaches fully. It's not, so it's more like lakes. The couple of places I've been or I know are near me. So if I want to go to the beach, mm-hmm. beach, I would have to go further um, south to like Ocean City, Maryland. But the place I went was like a lake. And it was pretty nice. It was nice. It was like a it was a state park, and so all these people were out and about with their families and stuff like that. So that was cool. Um, but it's not it's not the same as like a, a like you know a traditional you know beach by the ocean. It sounds a little different, but I didn't hate it. I, I actually really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't mention something else as your high this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to get into it. I thought she was going to mention something else, but yeah, <laughs> beaches are cool. We we love the beach. <laughs> I mm, I wonder what you what are you referring to, Trey? <laughs> I mean, you you also went out, you know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I had a date. <laughs> yeah, okay. I had a date. I did. It was cool. <laughs> it was date number two. Um, with this individual, um, obviously, because y'all don't get all my business. Uh, <laughs> it was it was nice. It was it was um it was a nice date. It was cool. It was like low key. It was different than what it um what I thought it was gonna be. Cause there was a complete there is one completely different plan, but I think it ended up working on it. You know, we'll see. You know, perhaps if somebody will will go out a couple more times. You know, at the very least, I will say I, I do enjoy hanging out with that person. You know, yeah. and I'm gonna say, always find it like, either or of whom they may be. I don't get gender anything. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Do you feel like, do you enjoy just dating in general, or do you feel like you like some people just like that the idea of dating, like going out with someone, getting to know them, getting to go to a cool location or do like something, some type of event or activity? Like they just like the whole dressing up, the whole idea of just dating and going out to date, or do you like? And more in like the general sense of like, oh, I'm interested in a person and hopefully this leads to something. Um, I think it depends. I think I've moved more towards that space of like getting to a point with like wanting to date people and being in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, is I think like an issue when I started dating again, because like I had been, remember I had been single for, whoo, and then now it'll be five years, um, actually five years oh. this, this month. Um, so... Mm-hmm. An issue, I was like, oh, it'd be cool like to date somebody or get back into the space. But as I dated and, like, it's been not successful, um, you know, there have been some definitely some, some spaces of, like, you know, I just kind of enjoy going out, you know. I will say dating, for me, it can be kind of stressful because, like, you know, what am I going to wear? I need to do this. I need to do that. Um, the mm-hmm. stressful, but I think once you get there um, with people, it can be really cool. I have... I can say, knock on wood, I have not had a bad date yet. 
in the last couple of years. I've, I've dated people. Now, maybe things didn't go you know, further with whoever the person was I went on a date with, but like they've all been cool. Like, you know, from going out for tacos to, you know, I actually did that twice <laughs> to different things. Uh, yeah, I will say it has been really, it's been a really good experience. So, um, I enjoy the process. Okay. It just it just can be stressful, and it can also be expensive. So I think that's something to keep in mind too. At least the way I want to I want to date, it can be expensive. Not like that, I'd be like mm-hmm. tricking on people, but like you know, you want to make sure things are done the right way, right? And like you know, um, particularly when you're a bi person, um, when you're dating other men, there is no like real like oh snap. Um, I don't do gender norms in relationships with people who are also male identify or mask identifying. So it just really mm-hmm. depends. But I'm 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 a proponent of if I ask you, I pay. You know, or right. we decide to go Dutch, we go Dutch, right? But for right. the most part, if I ask you, like, then I'm gonna be prepared to take that on. Mm-hmm. I think unfortunately I'm kind of like the same. Where I I've been on a couple of not I don't think I've been in on dates this year. I'm that I can recall, but last year I was dating a lot. Um, haven't been single for, I guess, I'm going on two years, so it'll be two years this fall. Um, I think it's just fun just getting to know people. And again, like I get the expensive thing. Luckily, the dates I've gone on have been with people who are just trying to get to know me mm-hmm. and not necessarily trying to like make an impression or any kind of thing like that. So... Which I prefer. I prefer like small, low key days. Like we just go to a bar, grab a couple of drinks, talk. Mm-hmm. Might go get some ice cream after. Something like I don't know. Um, but cool, uh, cool. I was just wondering because I always like, uh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I was like, it completely went out of my mind. Like I was like, oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> Not that it was bad, but it just didn't. It didn't even register. But I agree with you. I also enjoy the whole aspect of getting to know people too, and I think that's what makes it worth it at the end. Because like. I'm just a overthinker, so but at the end when I'm like, okay, we went out and we had a great time, and I I got to know this person in a different form of fashion because sometimes text messages and phone calls aren't the same. Face to face content, right. the lost art of that is so important. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Definitely. Cool. So shall we get into today's topic? We should. Are you ready? I am. I am. I, think um, I guess we, we should start first, with the, uh, yeah, yeah, the the trigger warning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, or just warning in general. Well, basically, I'm just going to put a warning here for those who are um, sensitive to discussions around um, coming out um, and the trauma around that, especially when you're talking about close friends and family. Um, I recently had an experience that we're going to be talking about today, and definitely just want to give a heads up that we're going to be talking about. Um, those things in regards to relationships with people you are close to, as well as um, rejection and spirituality and religion being the basis yes, for that. Religious, we know, um, religious so this, trauma is a very real thing for y'all as well. Um, we yep. have our own, <laughs> and we don't take lightly, um, you know, what that conversation can be. So um, this is opportunity. If this is not the conversation for you, um, you may want to click off. Um but we still love you, you know, and we, if you do listen and you need to take time to take care of yourself, please do that as well. 
and please reach out. Yes, please definitely reach out, um, which is what actually I ended up doing um, this week. Um, okay, so I got story time. <clears throat> so um, recently, I think within the last week, um, I had a conversation with someone who was close to me, um, close family and friend. <laughs> um, and the conversation was just going normal. It was just our usual chatting like we do every week. And then the conversation took a turn when they felt like they needed to share with me some news. And that news was that basically um, they have been on this religious journey and they had um, come back to their religion. In this case, it was Christianity. And they felt like it was important for me to know that they do not condone my lifestyle. Um, and this is how they put it. I, I you know, I hate that. I'll start. Out. Word. I'm sorry to jump in. I just yeah. always want to say that. Yeah, we'll get into it. I mean, yeah. So uh, really what they were saying at first was like, oh, you know, this is what I believe. And um, I just think you should know. And then there was, they were starting with just being sort of vague. And then I asked them, I knew what they were talking about immediately when they started talking. I was like, here we go. Okay. Um, but I asked them to be specific. I want, like, keep, I want you to say what you're saying. Say what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, say it out loud, you mm-hmm. know, so we can, we can just have it all out there. And they were like, yeah, homosexuality. Um, <sighs> I don't condone it. I, they said they, they want to, to clarify with me that they don't condone it. Um, they do see it as a sin. Um, and they felt like it was just important for me to know that, especially if we're going to be in a relationship, right? Um, and so once they said that, I felt like I split in half a little bit. And I'll explain that what I mean by that. So like a part of me was like, I'm grown. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to condone anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you believe. Whatever. I don't care, right? Um, a part of that too was like they they kind of hinted towards um, the podcast. They kind of spoke about um, you oh. know in, in spirituality and religion that they that they you know believe in. Um, obviously, as homosexuality, but also the promiscuity was mentioned as well, which I will address because there's a lot around this. But they did mention those oh, things. They went into they, everything. They went into everything a little bit. They just kind of casually said it, you know. Um, in their mind, clearly, this was no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, they didn't outright say anything malicious. And I'm saying that with quotes because how I felt will will determine that. Right. Um, so yeah, I felt split in half. The part there was a part of me that's like, I'm grown. I'm an adult. I pay my own bills. I don't really care what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very ignorant. And it's actually, I was obviously just a little disappointed because I felt like we had gotten to a place where why are we regressing like I, I have thought they have done their own come to their own understanding and sort of evolved in their thinking um but there was that part of me that was like yeah this is just i don't really care you're an adult um i'm and i'm an adult another part of me shrunk in that moment and a part the feelings came up that i have not felt since i was like a kid mm-hmm. And that really, really not only confused me, but I didn't really know how to respond in that moment when I recognized those feelings. Could you, can you um, put language to those feelings just for the listeners, if you feel comfortable? I think, yeah, yeah. I will say shame mm-hmm. 
around my sexuality. Of course. Um, feeling misunderstood and feeling judged. Mm-hmm. There was no fear. There was anger there, but it was really, and then there was just hurt, just being hurt that, um, so how I interpret it was that my, uh, my, my bisexuality had been reduced down to a sexual behavior. And then on top of that was labeled as promiscuous, inherently promiscuous. Right. Now I will preface this to say that the person who said this, you know, cause we did kind of get into it a little bit because I did explain like, Hey, this was problematic for this is a problem for me. I can't really be in a relationship with you and fully feel comfortable talking about my life and being myself. If you're, if you feel this way about me and who I am. And there's this whole um, thought in Christianity about separating the sin from the sinner or um, not really understanding Mm -hmm. that sexual orientation and sexual behavior are not the same thing. And when you are asking someone to, when you're telling someone you that <laughs> their identity is sinful, inherently sinful, um, it's an attack on their identity. And the argument I got from that was like, well, not necessarily from this person, but the argument just from um, this line of thinking is that, well, um, this is not who you are. This is just a small part of you, or this is something that you're doing, right? They don't, they don't see, they don't understand orientation as identity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like, which is why that's always been my critique or criticism of the Bible in modern mm-hmm. Western Christianity anyways, because the Bible in no way can capture what life is like for human humans today. Exactly. A lot of these t- texts are written over 2000 years ago have no frame of reference for what the world turned into now right and on top of that a lot of that has been misinterpreted has been abused manipulated for um those in power religious power to like have their own um serve their own purposes and their own agenda so what was originally written may not even necessarily mean what what they're what what we what we understand today right and I think also um, another aspect I just want to throw out there too is that these religious mm-hmm. texts were written in different languages. Language right. and translation is very difficult, right? And so in order to fully get the scope of like a language being translated, you are going to have some misinterpretation and like it's not going to work fully. So like this thought process mm-hmm. of like, oh, like it, it just doesn't work, right? Like, you know, if I'm not mistaken, it was Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Hebrew probably doesn't have a complete, like, translation to English, right? And there's some certain things, like, for instance, you know, the thought is, like, the heavens and earth were made in seven days, but seven days were actually periods. That was the language that was used. And then also seven days has to be taken in the context of, like, not our days, but the days of whatever and stuff like that. So that's one thing. Exactly. So, like, yeah, I agree. No, definitely. Like, I agree. Like, Trent a lot of things were lost in translation. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to take this conversation towards like just deciding like what happened there as far as like how we got those ancient texts to what we have. And like, you can go buy the Bible you can buy in the store today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say this, my spiritual foundation was Christianity, mm-hmm. even though obviously my beliefs, my personal spiritual beliefs have 
outgrown the limits of um, what we what we've been taught. Oh, I'll speak for myself. What I've been taught as a Christian growing mm. up, um, I just believe a lot of things. Um, That's a word that modern day Christians just wouldn't, they wouldn't call me a Christian because of the things I believe. You know, I'm not going to go around and denounce anything, but they wouldn't call me. They would, they, they wouldn't deem what I believe as acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes around down to sexuality, um, sexual orientation, sexual behavior. Um, and so that was the, the main point I was trying to communicate in that moment was that it's, it's just very hurtful and it's very disappointing for you to say you know me and love me, mm-hmm. right? But then reduce this down. I felt like, you know, sexual orientation is so important to how people perceive themselves, how 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 you interact with other human beings and how you have feelings for them is a core component to what makes you a human. It is important to your identity. It's not your entire thing, but you know, you look at homosexual, I mean, you look at heterosexual mm-hmm. sexuality and how that's been expressed throughout culture, mm-hmm. throughout history, you know, the greatest art, men go to war for, for th- over things like this, like wars have been started, like, um, the art, every, like, it's, it's, it's important, but so far for most of history, recorded history or the history that's told, mm-hmm. um, has been, um, championing and celebrating the heteros- the, like male heterosexuality, and letting that be expressed and anything outside of that hasn't gotten a chance to express that, but that doesn't make it any less human. You know what I'm saying? So to, um, see, just to hear that and in that moment, feel like it, my bisexuality has been reduced down to just a sexual behavior or incorrectly labeled as just being promiscuous, mm-hmm. um, was very disappointing and triggering a little bit for me. I, I, and, and I say triggering because I had not, I had not, I came out as an adult, right? I came out as a married man. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, luckily, everyone around me was very supportive. Um, but it just, I mainly thought of like, okay, this is how it could potentially feel when you are coming out as a child or coming out as a teenager and you are dependent on those around you who are supposed to love you, perceiving you correctly, right? For you to feel safe and feel fulfilled. And when you get that kind of rejection, when you face that kind of rejection, how damaging and traumatic it can be. And I always, I guess I was just, you know, privileged or just, I was in the, I was in the closet for most of my, mm-hmm. not in the closet, but just like contending with my sexuality, as we say in the church, mm-hmm. or like, this is my struggle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I never really faced that much because I was never brave enough or felt safe enough to come out as as, in those younger years. Mm -hmm. Um, So for the first time in a long time, I felt that same sense of like emotional damage or emotional danger. I'm like, I don't feel safe. I don't feel vulnerable here. I don't feel, I don't feel safe being vulnerable here with you talking about this Um, because it's, you already are reducing it down to, sexual behavior and a sin and just wrong and just deviant and whatever. Um, and I guess I just wanted to like highlight that. I just, it was a really just an eye opening moment for me where I was like, wow, thank you for, thank you for giving me this moment, you know, because um, it was just super, super painful and super disappointing because I thought one of the things I was very proud of is that people were close to me. Um, 
how far they've come. I feel like when I grow, I like to bring the people I'm close with along mm-hmm. and show that there's nothing to be afraid of. You know, there's nothing to be scared of. Like if you, you don't have to be ignorant. Um, you can do your own research. You can do, you can do your own, you can really look into it and have an open mind and find that a lot of the things that keep you confined and beliefs um, are fear-based and not reality-based. And a lot of it is what people told you and not what you know for yourself or what you experience for yourself. And so um, I try to bring that level of authenticity to each of my relationships. And it was just very, very disappointing, very disappointing and very painful to have um, experienced that. It's like just being blindfolded. And not blindfolded, but blindsided. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so one, one of those words. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, and I, I remember just sort of like telling them, like, well, I don't know how to be in a relationship. Like, I like to bring all that I am to the table, you know? Um, and this person kind of went into, like, oh, see, this is why I should have never said anything. I, been, I thought this wasn't a big deal. Well, I'm like, it's a big deal. Yeah. And I'm trying to explain to you why, but. You know, and they were like, you know, I always love you. I don't see you any different. But I'm like, but you don't see me if you think that this is a sin. Mm-hmm. If you think that I'm just being promiscuous, if you think that I'm deviant, mm-hmm. you don't see me. Right. Um, and I, I get it. I used to be of the same way. I thought like, this isn't a big idea. You can just live your life over there and they can live their life over here. And, and you could just meet up on Thanksgiving and it's no big deal. But in that moment, I felt it for the first time. I was like, no, like. I'm not being reduced down anymore. I do not want to be reduced down. I don't want to be mislabeled. I don't want to be called a sinner. I don't want to, I don't want my orientation to be called a lifestyle as if I chose this, you know, I had to really like explain that a little bit. Like, you know how much easier my life could have been if I was just straight. Let me, do you think I want to make my life hard? Do you think I'm going out like, Hmm, how could I make my life Let me be a double minority. <laughs> you're like you don't know what to right. today or triple depending on how you, you know, do it bye so just hear black man right just he- yeah just hearing those words just hearing those words like lifestyle and mm-hmm. sin i was just like i'm like there was a part of me it's i'm like i know we ain't going back here i know we ain't going back here mm-hmm. um but they were very serious like we and- were rooting for you we were all rooting for you <laughs> and it's this weird thing that's like well why do you get to be you but i don't get to be me mm. and i'm like me being me does not trample all over your identity like <laughs> me, me being me does not dehumanize you in any kind of way me just being me just saying like this is who i am this is what i like exactly. this is what my experiencing is not dehumanizing othering alienating or trampling over you and or your rights in any kind of way but for you to be apparently for you to be you you have to go out and make judgments on people and historically we know like how traumatic spiritual and church abuse can be especially towards um queer folk Mm -hmm. um so it's just like you can be you but why does why why do you being you have to dehumanize someone else or minimize someone else's experience or label mislabel it why can't i tell you what it is instead of you trying to tell me what it is you know if like it's just that's always been my like struggle with church 
thinking and religious, especially within the black church. That's where I, that's where I was brought up. It was just very, um, judgmental and really, it doesn't really hold up to just logic. If I'm just going to be blunt about it, like it, just, you can ask just a couple questions and you can see what they're thinking is a lot of it is fear-based. A lot of it is just culture more than it is, um, spirituality. Um, it's a lot of just cultural bias and, and all the different things that come into play that, that created, you know, black church culture. Um, and so it was just so frustrating to experience that. And I wanted to talk about it on the podcast today because, Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to express like, Hey, uh, this still happens. You know, it, it just, it blows my mind that this still happens. You can be around people and live your life as loud as you want. Like I'm over here, a black bisexual man, um, with the fucking podcast and just like, still like I'm running up against ignorance, willful ignorance, I might add, mm-hmm. um, right. within my own family and my own circle. And it's just like, <clears throat> I don't know how to, comp- I don't know the word is, compartmentalize um, my relationships. I, I'm still practicing it. It's, it's an art for me to be like, okay, I can be this way around you or I can be that way around you. I'm not someone who has a large circle. I don't let everyone in. I'm very selective with who I share my time and space and energy. I think mm-hmm. you have to be, especially um, as a queer person to a certain degree. Um, you just can't, and not everyone has access to you. should have access to you because not everyone is safe, as you can see, but it's, I feel a little duped. I was just like, I thought we were past this point and here we are back to like level one of why. And I'm just like, at this point, at this age, I'm just not interested in defending, educating or like anything, but it just sucks that, you know, this person is someone I'm very close to and they just sprung this up on me out of nowhere. They thought it was going to be like, oh, no big deal. It was like, okay, so you never really understood what this what puts, was going it on. It puts in a question, how, how accepting were you completely? Was it just a, a faux thing or was it like, you know, it, it does make you question and like put in your thought, like put in your mind, like, what was this? Was this, is it, what was that before when you, was it being fake? Was it just like, did you just not think it was a big deal? Like, it does make you really think about it unfortunately i think for me it's the part of like for so long you you suppress parts of yourself Mm -hmm. meaning like you really you literally don't express and i was trying to get this person to see like no it's it's more than just sex like like i said before my bisexuality really is an extension of how i view the world i'm i've never been I never really aligned in any kind of heteronormativity um, and felt fully, you know, expressed in that. Um, so it just feels like you're asking me to kind of, even though they didn't, they didn't say this, it felt like they were asking me to go back in the closet or, uh, you know, the expectation was for me to adjust myself around them. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they didn't say that, and I think if they, you know, um, they did like send me a text the next day apologizing for assuming that I was promiscuous, which I was like, okay, but th- there's still a lot of other shit here mm-hmm. that right. 
I guess I'm just like, how do you even like begin to explain to someone who has already made their mind up about everything? And you can see like, you can see that based off what they say, the reasons that they give, their explanations that they provide, that very limited knowledge, very ignorant around the topic. They have not done the work to even try to understand the other side. It's really just like, this is what I know, this is what I know, this is what I know. Like, how do you, how do you even like begin to work that relationship? Especially for me, it's a relationship I would prefer to have and salvage. It's not as simple for me to like cut them off and just be done with it. Mm -hmm. So like, what do you do in that situation? I guess um, I'll, I'll hop in here. The hard part about this is that I don't think you do. Um, I think there you you don't you do and you don't. I think you we all treat we all teach people how to treat us right. I think that's a big component part to it is that in these relationships in these experiences. And I first want to say thank you for sharing all that. That's a lot to unload and unpack. You know, and I'm sorry mm-hmm. you've had that experience, you know. Um, I think I shared on my first episode that I've had a, a similar experience. Um, I mean, that person, we gotten better, but I just choose not to share certain things with that person. You know, when I um, I share that I'm going out or something like that, I'll, I'll share it in passing, and that's just the nature of it. But I think that's all to say is that first you teach, you teach people how to treat you. And boundary setting is super important. And so, like, <clears throat> letting people know, like, absolutely, this is not acceptable if in this space, and this is what I'm not going to tolerate. And then also realizing, too, that, you know, as a queer person, um, we have to live in this skin, and we have to live in this experience every single day. You know, whether or not we're seeing things on the news, whether or not we're walking up or down a street, whether or not we're in our job and we decide to be visible for our sexualities or, you know, or whatnot, or just in general, it's something that we have to walk mm-hmm. with. In our relationships, we are not required to to do the educational aspects of teaching people different things or, or trying to change their mind or just deal with them. I don't think that is respectfully our responsibility. And it, it could be, I think, with that boundary setting of like, hey, that's not appropriate, you know? That's not okay. And I'm just letting you know, like, I'm not comfortable letting it. And it's not like, you know, because I'd be, I be having a hard time being assertive versus aggressive. <laughs> so it's like in that spent sense being just assertive and saying, hey, I don't want to have this conversation. We're not going to have this conversation. And that, you know, that is your belief, but I have a different belief. And it is hard depending on who the person is and what the relationship is. Um, but I think, you know, eventually over time, the person will get like, hey, this is not something I can have a conversation with this person about, or they're very, they're, they're not, they're, they're settled on what they believe. And so mm. I have to just kind of, I don't want to say respect it, they have to accept it, right? Um, because at the end of the day, your queerness is going to be here. Your queerness is who you are. You know, like you said, it's an extension of, of who you are. And so either they accept it or they don't, you know? And Part of my as they used to, they still got to live it if they want to be in your life, and they will. I think, yeah, I definitely get that. I think the hard part for me was like, mm-hmm. how do I, how do I want to feel around this person? And that's mm-hmm. not something that I feel like we can 
figure out today, but that was just kind of like bouncing around in my head, like, huh? I think you feel that I don't have to. I, I don't know how to be around you, <laughs> and that's fair, right? That's that's fair. I'm. <clears throat> I've had people in my life um, due to certain mm-hmm. things that have gone on, um, and thank God for therapy. I've had to learn to forgive as well as learn to how I want to balance out being around them. Um, Mm. And for me, not being around them was one of the better things, right? And like, I was like, hey, peace. (laughs) Peace, right? Um, But I think that you are, you have the right to feel however you have to feel, you know? And I think that, you know, unfortunately, in relationships and just in general with people, we have this guilt of like, oh, I need to be so quick to forgive or I need to be so quick to like whatever. And I also say as queer people too, I think sometimes we are made to feel that we have to let things roll off our back. A lot of times we mm-hmm. throw punches, but we don't. And I'm not saying, you know, hold a grudge, but I think that if you are in a space where you are upset, you're allowed to feel that mm-hmm. and you are more than you have more than a right to as long as it's not affecting you and you're not holding it in i think you have a right to to process because that was a lot to process right because that kind of shattered mm-hmm. your thought process of who that person was your thought process of who that person was has been shattered and it was like okay i thought this person was here but in reality they're here so now you have to kind of like mourn that there is a mourning process that comes with that and with mourning exactly there are all the different stages that come with that sadness denial acceptance anger and all that stuff and at that point in time once you've like you've had a chance to mourn this or mourn what you thought um certain aspects of the relationship was i think you can land on where what you want to do and that comes with just your boundaries Mm -hmm. you know yeah i think that's that's kind of where i'm at right now with it is um i'm like mourning what i thought this relationship was going to be and that's all and so now that I'm like embracing like the reality, like, okay, this is this is what we're gonna be doing now. <laughs> this is what we're gonna be doing now. So right. unfortunately I can't, yeah. you know, we it's like it's like um excuse me, you're a nerd too, so you get it. It's like um in movies where they have like the different levels of access um to like the different labs or, or things like that. You know, this person mm-hmm. once had access to, you know, level seven, all the top you know deep you know uh classified things now unfortunately you gotta go back to level two you know it's i i like i'm 30 i'm in my 30s my early 30s and this threw me for a loop right mm-hmm. this took me for a ride emotionally so i can't I'm like it just makes me think of like all the people who who dealt with this at such a young age mm-hmm. Like I was an emotional, I was emotionally stunted at 16, you know what I'm saying? Like I bottled all my emotions up until one day it will just burst, you know? Yeah. Um, I just can't imagine like having to deal. And then on top of that, God forbid, if it's like people who are close to you, who you are dependent on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, it's like, how do you, like, how do you reconcile that? That's just like, man. That's immediately where my mind went, especially, and then you want to talk about religion, spirituality, and like all the gravitas that comes with that. Oof. What's up? 
I mean, we can talk about it. I know that's like one of the topics too. Like, that's we'll probably have to do a full <laughs> episode <laughs> with that. Um, there's so much to unpack there, but being queer, religious, bisexual, and Christian, or having like, how do you reconciling those two? Um, seemingly opposing beliefs or ways of ways of being i can give my cliff notes and i think we could always revisit it as i I would love to like you know do a full episode where we talk about it um and maybe even bring on again someone on to it yeah yeah i'm saying like yeah Yeah, because i think we have we both i think we know who we're both thinking of who we think would be really great for the episode um I'd love to have him on because I think he would be amazing. Um, but I can only speak for myself. You know, um, the thoughts of Jared are not the thoughts of the, well, they actually the fuck are the thoughts of the black boy. Why do I have warning. No, but um, <clears throat> for myself, I think what I've had to do is I've had to decenter and I, okay, I think of it this way and I'm going to sound really churchy. In, in, in church, specifically in Christianity, because I identify as Baptist, uh, Christian, um, you know, and so what we say um, in in the Baptist sector, just Christianity in general, is that every single day you have to die in Christ or you have to die in that and become a new creature. It sounds very violent. It kind of is, <laughs> but it's it's very yeah. philosophical. Um, um, metaphorical is a word, very metaphorical. Mm-hmm. But I think that for me, I had to, the old person I was, in terms of who I was, you know, religion, everything like that, I had to die in that space and I had to be reborn in a new space. Um, and I had to learn to figure out what my relationship with God be needed to look like. So I now consider myself re- relational and not religious. Um, and I'll say, I'll say religious because it's easier, but like I'm in that relationship. And essentially when it comes to me and God, that's my homie. Like, you know, we, me and him, we figure it out. We work it out and everything like that. But like, no one can tell me. And it's it's difficult too because people will try to, but no one can tell me how my relationship with God works. What always will stand up in my mind is that when I came out um, to myself as bisexual, it was the voice of God who spoke to me. If you can tell me, if somebody can try to come to my face and tell me, what the freak God said, because I want to cuss, because I almost cuss. If you want to say you know better than God yourself, then you can. But guess what? I know what my God said to me. So in other words, you can kick rocks, right? And like, it's that right. space. It's also been like, you know, being a relational and just also moving in a space of what he needs me to do and just moving in a space of what I need to do for myself. And that's been a lot of like, you know, on deprogramming, you know, whether or not that's shame with sex and how we think of it, you know, um, that's been a, definitely a stunted space with me, you know, of course, with being a queer man, uh, it's a sin to, you know, like men and then with women, oh, you can't look at them lustfully and all that stuff and all these different aspects, you know, having to mm-hmm. get out of that space has been another thing. It's been a lot of unpro deprogramming and also grace. I think that is a big thing that, as a queer person who's religious, you have to give yourself grace every single day, right? You catch yourself doing something, you catch yourself feeling away one day, and you have to realize like you are still new and in this space and that it is okay to totally realize that you are a human being, right? Right. And that how you do things, unfortunately, 
Um, and I always say, you know, we found a queer centered church that is affirming, but you can still maintain your relationship with God. Your relationship is going to look differently. And that's the relationship that everybody's relationship looks differently. It should look differently. There should be no one size fits all relationship with God. And so you have to figure out what it looks like for you and what that looks like. If it goes. Exactly. Hmm? Exactly. I was going to just, I'm agreeing with you. Like, yeah, you, you kind of have to take that exactly. for yourself. Right. And, and just um, come to your own understanding. I know when I started, I was basically sat down myself and I was like, what is actually important? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do I believe God actually cares about? And I'm, I'm starting to get the feeling it's nothing to do with all the noise that, I, that we hear today from, you know, religious leaders or religious groups. Like, go feed, go feed the, like, the hungry, home the homeless. Like, exactly. these things are actually important. Exactly. All these other things you guys are fighting about, like, I, I don't, I don't see it. A lot of it, like I said before, it's just culture. And exactly. More than it is, more than it is like anything else. Exactly. Um, it is culture. And so that's, yeah, it's culture. And that's what, that's why I was just like, um, I don't, I, I, I feel fine, but I do recognize like it's, it's a very personal decision, personal experience that people have to like come to and reconcile with. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I really just wanted to just talk a little bit about that today. That's all I have. (laughs) I just wanted to take up, um, um, I just wanted to leave off on one point and, excuse me. Um, I think another thing I want to say, once again, thank you, ZJ for your vulnerability. And I think we'll probably talk about bisexuality and vulnerability. That'll probably be the title. Because, you know, that was vulnerable as fuck, and you didn't have to share that, right? You know, and I remember us, before we had a conversation about this, you know, of course, I, I knew what happened and occurred, and I was like, do you want to share this? And you were like, um, I want to. I think it's important, you know? And so somebody's going to hear this episode, and they're going to be like, thank you for doing that, you know? And I just want you to know that yeah. you, you, you did your thing, right? You know, and it's appreciated that you did that. Um. Yeah, I I remember. So I remember yeah. a friend told me one time that anytime a queer person talks about their sexuality, they're coming out all over again. Mm-hmm. Like anytime you talk about it, because it's not so much the norm. Especially, we can run a whole bunch of different intersections, mm-hmm. <laughs> intersectionalities, you know. Um, but as a bi black man, I think especially anytime they publicly we talk about. Our sexuality it's like we're constantly coming out all the time all the time right i agree and i think you know whether or not you're bi whether or not you're um of a different intersectionality or a a different uh sexual identity um the one thing i want to say um i think we get ready to end off and jump into our joys is that take up the space that you deserve every single day every single point you know the relationship that you have with God. You know that God created you for a reason and how he created you. No one can tell you what. If you, if you, hmm? if you believe in that. If you, if believe, you believe in that, that that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if you are, if yeah. you believe in God, whomever, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically to the folks who like believe in God and are having that struggle. Um, coming out of religious trauma. Coming yeah. out of religious trauma. Take up the space that you want to take up. 
nobody can tell you, nobody can tell you who your creator is and what your creator thinks of you. Take up that space, create that space for yourself and love on yourself and stand there. If somebody's like, oh, well, oh, why we got that? I'll be like, well, why would he not, you know, and tell them have a good day or tell them bless their heart, you know. You can cuss them out in churchy language. I can help you too if you need help with it. But, you know, take up the space that you need to take up every single day, you know, and make sure that you are in that stead for yourself. You know, that's all I have to say. I'm complete. Cool. Cool. We can move on to the joys. The joys. Yeah. You can go ahead. Um, so our joys out of, uh, I guess this... I'll say, I'll talk about vulnerability. Um, this, the joy I have in this is being able to be vulnerable and be able to develop deeper relationships and connections with folks. You know, um, had this conversation not happened, you know, and I, I remember um, a similar conversation happening in a band or anything like that. That is when you develop relationships and that's when you have a better understanding for folks. And that's when you're able to come together and develop a tight knit, tight knit, uh, tight. I can't talk. You're able to become tight knit there. There we go. You know, and I am, my joy is being able to be vulnerable. My joy is learning how to be vulnerable. I've not always been the greatest within that space. I actually very much hate vulnerability. It's not my fun thing. It's not a strong suit of mine, but we are learning how to do it. But I love it. And I appreciate and I consider that my joy because it has allowed me to show up for folks in another space and allow others to show up for me in other spaces. And I do not take that for granted. And that is my joy of the week is, you know, that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, Mm -hmm. my joy is a little similar um, in the sense of that. just continuing to discover parts of myself and continue to unfold, even though this conversation um, this past week was very painful in some ways, but in a lot, in some ways as well, it was very eye opening and provided me with a lot of insight mm-hmm. um, about myself, about how I perceive things, um, what I'm looking for, provided some clarity around those subjects as well. And, I am just happy to be continuously unfolding and growing. I think personal growth is just very important to me. Um, and I just find new, I just, I'm finding new levels of how to be free and to be authentic and express myself in the face of the world, or even in this case, people who are close to you who tell you that it's wrong. So mm-hmm. I'm just uh, happy that I've had that experience. Like that's just, I'm finding joy even in that painful experience. Definitely, definitely. And I obviously can't stop, see, but I sit and see a heart with my hands. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm <laughs> but, you know, but um, that has been another episode. And we thank you so much for listening in, folks. Um, please yeah. like, subscribe, do all the things, you know. If you have any experiences, please share, you know. Um, and know that our DMs are open, whether or not it's the pages, DMs, our individual DMs, send us emails and whatnot. If you want us to dive more into the topic, which we probably are going to do, because I could go on all day, um, <laughs> but I want to make sure my <laughs> notes and thoughts are complete, um, please do that. But as always, I'll leave it off to ZJ because I love his closing. <laughs> 
I feel I, I switch it up every time, That's but you already know. Like, stay blessed, stay black, stay by. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a wrap. (laughs) Thanks for listening to our podcast. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review for us to get discovered. If you haven't done so already, follow us on IG at BlackBoyByJoyPod. Follow us on Twitter at BlackBoyByJoy. And you can also email us at BlackBoyByJoyPod at gmail.com. Whether or not you want to email us about collaboration or you just want to ask us questions, please reach out. Until next time, (laughs) bye-bye.